The final blood moon of 2015 is fast approaching, the last in a series of four consecutive lunar eclipses that have taken place on Passover and Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles last year and again this year. Just a coincidence or is God trying to warn us? Today's guest says these eclipses aren't to be ignored and he's here to share what he believes are heavenly signs foretold in the scriptures just ahead on Jewish Force. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. The Bible tells us that God uses the sun, the moon, and the stars to communicate with us. For the last 17 months now, we have been experiencing a series of total lunar eclipses that are about to culminate on September 28th of this year. The fourth and last in a series of four blood moons is about to take place. And what makes this tetrad of lunar eclipses so unique is that they've all coincided with Jewish holidays, or more accurately, biblical feasts. In fact, key feasts known as pilgrimage feasts, Passover and Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, the fourth and final one will occur the first day of Sukkot, known also as the Feast of Booths. In fact, one of the places it will be best seen is in Jerusalem, where they will be watching as they dwell in booths. Now back to help us understand what these blood moons represent and what God may be trying to tell us is my good friend, Pastor Mark Biltz. Mark. Welcome back. Hey. We are getting close, aren't we? Oh, we are and getting very close. Now, more exciting for you than for me, because I'll be here in Phoenix. You're going to be in Jerusalem with, what, 300 people, yes. you told me? Yes. 300 people, and they'll actually be watching this blood moon from the Mount of Olives. Maybe some of you are going. I need to go back to the beginning, because although many have been following you on this program and other programs sure. you've been on, some don't know what a blood moon is. What is a blood moon? A blood moon is basically a total lunar eclipse. You have the, the earth comes between the sun and the moon, and so the moon is in the shadow of the earth. And the shorter light rays that are blue, you know, get lost. But the longer red rays go around the Earth's atmosphere and hit the moon, and that's why it turns a blood red. Now, I was standing in my driveway for about 20 minutes at 2 or 3 in the morning with my family when the first one, the first blood moon occurred at Passover of last year. And I have to tell you, I was utterly amazed because it looked like a blood moon. We, we have pictures from Arizona, from Fantastic. some of the best pictures came out of one of the observatories in Arizona. And you can see on the screen now just how red this is, the moon is. This is the moon on Passover last year. It's absolutely amazing. And we've had, we've had two more since then. Yes, yes. I've been able to see all three. 
Now, on one of them, didn't you fly up to Alaska? Somebody <laughs> flew you up to Alaska or something? No, a, a good friend of mine, uh, had. he lived in Michigan, and he has access to his own little private plane. So he flew my wife and I to Michigan, and then we went up in his plane above the clouds. Oh, so you were watching it from his plane? In the air, yes. yes. And then That's we, cool. Yeah. And then we flew around till we found a state at an airport where we could land and see it where it was clear. So then we saw it from the ground. Now, there's lunar eclipses happening all the time. I mean, there's been... 12,000 in the last 5,000 years. I was going to say thousands. Yes. So they're, they're a common occurrence. Well, there's been 12,000 lunar eclipses, but some of those are partial lunar eclipses. Some of them are penumbral lunar eclipses. There's only been 4,000 total lunar eclipses over the last 5,000 years, which mathematically means you only get one total lunar eclipse every year and a half. But here we have four in a year and a half, and they're falling on the biblical feast days, and now that's, that's only happened eight that's times. How many times? Eight times in 2,000 years. Eight times in 2,000 yes. years. Let's go back and talk about how you got into all this, because it's really interesting. You really stumbled into this. Yes. Uh, talk about that experience. Yes. Well, it was on Purim. I saw a total lunar eclipse over the Temple Mount on the internet, and I just got to thinking about all the verses in the Bible that talks about the sun turning to sackcloth and the moon to blood, and I understood the plain meaning of the text would have been a total solar eclipse, total lunar eclipse, so I thought, well, since God created everything mathematically, let's go to NASA's website, because they have 5,000 years of eclipses, and see if there's anything exciting coming over the next 10 years. And so as I'm looking at it, I noticed these four total lunar eclipses in a row in 2014 and 2015. Now this is back in 2008. And so I thought, wow, how often do you get four in a row? And I noticed the months were like March and September or October, April, you know, September. And Which I was, can, was not really significant, that significant on the Gregorian calendar, on the world calendar. Exactly, and, and but I hadn't made the connection. And for uh, uh, for months, I'd be getting up about four in the morning and praying for like four to five in the morning in my prayer closet, you know. And that helps, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and as I was praying, you know, about this, all of a sudden it hit me: you need to put these on the biblical calendar. And so I put it on the biblical calendar, saw they were Passover and Sukkot, Passover and Sukkot, and I just about jumped out of my skin thinking, I, I oh can imagine. man, not only do you have these four in a row, but they're happening on Passover and Sukkot. And then I went to NASA's website to see when was the last time you had them on Passover and Sukkot. My next question, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead, do ask. <laughs> when did this last occur, may I ask? 1967 and 68, when there was a recapture in Jerusalem. At that time, I'm just, you know, jumping up and down, you know. And uh, so then I looked, and it was right after they became a nation in 1948. It happened in 1949 and 1950. And all of a sudden it hit me, God must be telling the truth. You know, uh, Genesis 1:14. he created the sun and the moon to send signals on the Moedim, on the feast. I want to make sure that people grasp this. First of all, you saw four in a row, which is interesting in itself, yes. but not overly unique. Right. Until you look, you overlaid the Jewish calendar yes. or the biblical calendar yes. and discovered that they were occurring on Passover and Sukkot, Passover and Sukkot consecutively. I was thinking this afternoon about this and it just, it just hit me again. What are the chances? It's of astronomical. That? They're, they're, it's astronomical. Because it's only happened that you've had four in a row. It's only happened 64 times in 2,000 years. 
And then of that, only eight times have they occurred on the Passover in Sukkot. That can't be a coincidence, Mark. Don't go anywhere. We're going to delve even deeper into the blood moons phenomena and the urgent message God could be sending through these heavenly events. And up next, the scattered tribes of Israel, where did they disappear to? Could some of them have actually migrated to Africa and retain their identity? You'll find out just ahead. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care but you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you a powerful DVD presentation by Pastor Mark Biltz, which will deepen your understanding of the blood moons phenomenon. Blood Moons, Decoding the Imminent Heavenly Signs on DVD by Mark Biltz is our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you Mark Bilt's best-selling companion book, which will take you even deeper into the mysteries of God's prophetic calendar and its relationship to signs in the heavens. Plus, we'll send you Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Burness's illuminating DVD of Rabbi Looks at Israel and our lovely and meaningful Israeli mezuzah. These are traditionally placed on the doorposts of Jewish homes and will serve as a powerful reminder that your home is blessed by God because you pray for Israel and have been a blessing to the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, Time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. I'm back with Pastor Mark Biltz, and we're discussing four consecutive blood moons, all which remarkably have fallen on key Jewish feast days. And Mark, you've just come out with a really important, actually you came in a while ago, but we want to offer, because it's so important, blood moons decoding the imminent heavenly signs. So you're saying in 1967, following the restoration of Jerusalem into Jewish hands almost 2,000 years ago, we had a four consecutive lunar eclipses just like this on Passover and Sukkot. Yes, one, now that was June 6th, 7th, you know, the Six-Day War was in June. 
just prior, you know, Passover, just before June is when was the first one of the Tetrad. It's not a question of whether God is speaking to us, because right, right. he is clearly. The question is, what is he trying to say? And that we'll get into in a few minutes. May I ask what had happened before that? Uh, right after they became a nation in 1948. It happened in 1949 and 1950. Very significant event in history. Four in a row on Passover and Sukkot, directly connected to the restoration of Israel in 1948, and then again in 1967, right. after Jerusalem was restored, and now. How about before that? About 400 years. Uh, 1492, Columbus sails the ocean blue. Uh, but a lot of people don't know Columbus was Jewish. He's got a boatload of Jews. They were all kicked out of Spain <laughs> on the 9th of Av. Queen Isabel did not pay for that trip, may I add. <laughs> Jewish businessmen did. Exactly. Yeah. And so then you have 1493, 1494, the Spanish Inquisition and a great historical event. So they're directly connected to specific events in history right. that concern Israel and the Jewish people. It's so much so, as I've done more research, in 70 AD when the temple was destroyed, solar lunar eclipses all around on the biblical feast days in 70 AD, yeah. 32 and 33 AD around the death of Messiah, solar lunar eclipses, as a matter of fact, there almost was four blood moons on Passover and Sukkot in 32 and 33 AD, but the first one was a partial lunar eclipse. But you still have they actually four can determine lunar all that? eclipses. They oh, yeah. can determine yeah, all yeah. that 2,000 oh. years ago. Yes, yes. Folks, this is too much to be a coincidence. This is, this is a God incident. There's just no other way to understand it. We're, the question is, what is God trying to say? Now, I want people to understand that we're talking about signs in the heavens that that are scriptural. We're not talking about astrology here. But we're exactly. talking about signs in the heavens. Right. Something very biblical. Psalms 19 said the heavens are declaring the glory of God. I firmly believe in biblical astronomy. I mean, even in the Job, and God mentions uh, Orion. He mentions the seven stars of Pallades. He, he mentions Arcturus. He mentions stars. God created the stars. As a matter of fact, he said he calls them all by name. And so uh, the difference between biblical astronomy and astrology, astrology says it's all about you. Okay, you may be sweet, but yeah, it's not about you, you know. It's, it's about God. And as long as our focus is on God's glory, then you're not going to fall into error. So I want people to understand again, this is scriptural. Give us some examples in scripture of God speaking or warning or revealing through the stars, the sun, the moon. Well, my goodness, even at his birth, the star of Bethlehem, you know, and the Magi following the star. And this is based on Balaam's prophecy that will star, you know, arise. And so, uh, you know, we, we can see that you know, just right there. But then okay, when so we God have the birth says, of the Messiah, sure. directly heralded or, or with the wise men led to Bethlehem through a star. Right, right. Okay, what else? Well, I, I like to begin at the beginning. God said in Genesis 1, he created the stars to send signals on his feast days. So that just tells us it's scriptural just from that very basis. You know, so uh, I like to start there. And then I like to go to Psalms 19 again. The heavens are declaring the glory of God. Matter of fact, it says their line has gone out through the earth. In Hebrew, it implies their chorus line. They're singing God's praises. So, I mean, to me, and then when Jesus says in Luke 21, 25, there will be signs in the sun and the moon. In Isaiah, it says the sun will turn to sackcloth the moon to blood. In Joel, it says the sun will turn to sackcloth the Isn't moon to blood. Isn't that interesting? It specifically refers to the moon being turned to blood. Yes. And I stood in my driveway in Phoenix and saw 
literally the moon turned to blood. It was awesome. And the amazing thing to me is how God knows what's going to happen. And in Joel, in the context of the moon turning to blood, the next verse is, and he will judge all the nations who are trying to divide Jerusalem. Well, what's going on politically right now? That's the big issue is Jerusalem. And it's in the context of them judging those nations. And here America is at the forefront of dividing the land. That's right. That's right. I want to mention my favorite, by the way. Sure. My favorite sign is the sign of God's supernatural preservation of the Jewish people in Jeremiah 31. Sure. And look at this on the screen, verses 31 through 35, that as long as the sun shines by day and yes. the moon and stars yes. shine by night, they declare that God is preserving the people of Israel as a nation before him. And only if those signs cease to be, which can only happen with the new heavens and a new earth, right. will Israel cease to be a nation before me, says the Lord. So yes. every time you look up at the sun, the moon and the stars, and don't look at the sun too long, they, <laughs> they declare that God is sovereignly preserving the Jewish people. It's totally contrary to replacement theology, by the way, totally. And on top of that, that verse that you're talking about ends with because of all that they have done. See, the That's nations right. say, look what all the Jews have done. You know, they've broken covenant. And it says, no, that ain't gonna happen. My favorite, I think, is Psalms 105, where it says the covenant that he's given will last for 1,000 generations. If a generation is 60 years, that's 60,000 years. We've only been on the planet as humans for 6,000 years, which means for, you know, 10 more lifetimes from Adam to now. Yeah, incredible. So clearly the Bible speaks of signs and wonders yes. in the heavens, that the stars, the moon, the sun are actually are signs that are proclaiming, well, God's glory, but sure. also are reminders of God's supernatural pr preservation and signs of warning too, I believe. Now, exactly. let's look at some terminology. Uh, there's some words that we're throwing around and I don't want to assume that people understand. We're, we've sure. talked about tetrad. Four total lunar eclipses in a row. Okay, so tetrad is four total. Over what period of time? In a row, just four total lunar eclipses in a row. So without, without any partial in between, in other words? Or in between, right. Okay, so a tetrad are four total lunar eclipses We've seen three in, se we'll see four, four total in yes. 17 months. Yes. And they just happened to fall on Passover and Sukkot right. consecutively. Absolutely amazing. And then I just want to go back. The last time it happened was 1967. Right. After Jerusalem was established as the capital of Israel. Yes. Which is huge. A promise that, uh, or prophecy that Jesus made 2,000 years ago. Before that, the restoration of Israel as a nation in 1948, and before that, 1492, when the Jews were banished from, from Spain and later Portugal. Yes, exactly. Are you beginning to see something supernatural here? I was just with my friend Sid Roth. It's supernatural. This is supernatural. Oh, yeah. And even in Revelation, it talks about the woman clothed with the sun, you know, and the moon under her feet. And a lot of people don't know, but uh, you can get an astronomy program. And almost every Rosh Hashanah, Virgo, is seen from Israel, clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. Mark, I, I, I thank God for you. Mark Filtz. Thank you. Really important stuff. Listen, I strongly believe in understanding the times because Scripture encourages us that while no man knows the hour of Yeshua's return, 
were to interpret the season and be prepared for a soon return. I want oil in my lamp, and yes. I believe that this DVD that Mark has done on blood moons, decoding the imminent heavenly signs, is more than just about blood moons. This is a resource that will yes. help you interpret that what the Lord is trying to tell us. And, it, and I believe what he's trying to say is, get ready. These yeah. are road signs, and I encourage you to get a copy. And by doing so, you'll also be helping us to get the gospel out while there's still time. Exactly. That's what this ministry is all about, bringing the gospel to the Jew first and also to the nations while there's still time. Listen, Jesus himself said, I work when it's day, for night will come when no man can work. And so you'll be helping us to get out the most important news that anyone can hear, the good news of eternal life found in Yeshua, in Jesus. Next, there are many myths and legends surrounding the mysterious lost tribes of Israel. The Jewish people have been scattered throughout the nations of the world. Could some of them be living in remote area areas of Africa? We'll give you the answer just ahead on Jewish Voice. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you a powerful DVD presentation by Pastor Mark Biltz, which will deepen your understanding of the blood moons phenomenon. Blood Moons, Decoding the Imminent Heavenly Signs on DVD by Mark Biltz is our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you Mark Biltz's best-selling companion book, which will take you even deeper into the mysteries of God's prophetic calendar and its relationship to signs in the heavens. Plus, we'll send you Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Burness's illuminating DVD of Rabbi Looks at Israel and our lovely and meaningful Israeli mezuzah. These are traditionally placed on the doorposts of Jewish homes and will serve as a powerful reminder that your home is blessed by God because you pray for Israel and have been a blessing to the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. 
our mandate at Jewish Voice is to go anywhere in the world where there's Jewish people open to the gospel. And through that, we reach all people. It brings us to remote places like the bush of Zimbabwe and here in Gondar, Ethiopia, to help an ancient Jewish community, a lost tribe, the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. These are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, most of them have never been to a, a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care. And we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world. I know when I arrived in uh, Zimbabwe, I was pretty nervous. I'd never set up a tent in my life. One of my friends back home brought his tent and backpack and other camping gear over and showed me how to set it up in my backyard one night. Certainly, if I can take a bucket shower and live in a tent for a week and do all of that when I have literally no outdoor experience, I think just about anyone can. And I feel like I'm doing um, more good for people maybe than back home. I love that the patients are so appreciative. The pathology here is incredible. There's some many tropical diseases that we never see in the United States. When I come with JDMI, I'm always impressed by the efficiency of how they work patients through, how many people that we are capable of seeing in a week, and really doing a, a marvelous job, really loving the people. I think when you see the need, um, and when you take care of some of these people who are so poor and so appreciative and really so very sick, it draws you back again and again. And really coming and doing some of these trips is what helps me keep going during the year when I'm doing my regular practice. And what's so precious about these, these outreaches with JVMI is that they're being offered prayer and the gospel. The people are receiving that at the end of the, their walk through our clinic. And so in other words, they're getting both. And that to me is the best, the very best. Be an important part of God at work in these last days, gathering His people back to Himself. We need volunteers urgently for this outreach, medical professionals, prayer partners, and practical service volunteers as we minister to thousands of very needy and spiritually hungry people in just one short week. Come with us and help these desperate Jewish people. Say yes to being God's hands and feet. Please answer the call. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, medicines, all completely free of charge but most importantly, the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. I'm gonna ask you to partner with us to help us transform lives and to bless Jewish people in need by sharing a generous gift today. Anything that you can do, no matter how much, will help. No matter how small or large, you'll be making a difference. Now, as our way of saying thank you, I wanna send you today's important resources. We want to sow into your life as you help us to sow into theirs. You can call, click, or write to respond. And remember, your generous gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world.
Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says, they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 